I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, as always. Appreciate you guys being here with us. We've got the hot bush button uh, discussion topic of the year. Rankings. It's always rankings when it comes to the best debate, really, on our site. Maybe a little quarterback discussion as well. But, Shay, the rankings discussion uh, for the summer is now squarely here with the updated on 300 for the 2024 recruiting class. And let's lead off with the biggest news of the update. And that is that Deshaun McBride, the four-star commitment, uh, moved all the way up from outside the top 100. He now sits uh, as the number 63 overall prospect in the country for on three, the number six safety nationally, and the number three prospect in Louisiana, that makes on three the highest on Deshaun McBride overall out of the ranking services. Let me get your reaction to this one, Shay, because I think the when we left LSU Elite Camp and that Friday night setting in Tiger Stadium, we all left saying, oh my gosh, Deshaun McBride truly is the real deal. He did it on the field as a junior. He backed it up with, with testing numbers. But then he really looked comfortable out there at that safety position. No doubt. I mean, at 6'3", 200, probably a little north of that now as he gets ready for his senior year. You're talking about taking this back to when LSU was recruiting guys like Jamal Adams, Delpit, um, to throw it back to a decade ago, guys like Eric Reed. He is a big-time player coming out of the state of Louisiana here. And Really, you look at it, Billy, number six safety in the country, Charles Power, who runs our rankings. Um, you have you actually have an in-depth piece with a lot of his thoughts. We've gotten thoughts from Cody Belair, who's on the rankings team. These guys have been scouting for more than a decade now, and they, without hesitation, said McBride might have some of the best, if not the best, upside of any safety in the class. So we're looking at a kid who could wind up being the number one, two, three safety in the country across the board with recruiting sites and everybody's rankings. So this was one where, and I mentioned this this week on the site, on the Bengal Tiger, whenever LSU offered and got him committed, he had just cracked into the on three, top 300. He was like the number 26 or seven safety in the country. So it was a really nice four-star ad. I think very much like we did with Whit Weeks, I think people are going to look up down the line and say, oh, whoa, this guy finished as one of the top three or four players in the class that we ended up signing. He wasn't celebrated like that when the domino happened, but now fans are starting to see how quickly he can climb in the rankings. He's no doubt going to be one of their top five biggest signees. Yeah, and I look at that safety um, group that is on on three as far as the rankings go, and I've seen a good number of the guys in the top 10, actually. And you look at K.J. Bolden up there. He's a five-star plus prospect. Um, LSU recruited him a little bit out of Buford, uh, where Paul Mabenga uh, went to school. But, you know, outside of K.J. Bolden, I'm with you, Shay. I think he has a really strong case in, in Deshaun McBride. To move up, you look at that combination of the size, the production, 
if he goes out there for his curtain call as a senior and shines once again, and who knows, maybe he gets an all-star game type invite, I think he's got a chance. And we were asked this on the board, does he have a shot at a five-star? I really think whenever you're in the top 100 entering your senior year, you're, you have the chance to move yourself up into that conversation. You can certainly drop down a little bit, or you can stay the same. I think he's got a real shot. Yeah, no doubt. And you look, if you're watching on YouTube, K.J. Bolden, the number one safety in the country, is heavily considered a Georgia lean, uh, is a 98 rating. When you get to the number two safety in the country, that's a big drop, 95 rating. So with three guys, four guys, including McBride sitting as 94 ratings, there can be a lot of fluctuation from two to really 10 in the top 10 safeties for McBride to already jump into that middle of the pack group before his senior year. That's a big deal for him. So I do think we're looking at a guy who's going to finish as a top five safety. I feel confident in that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, that you have that group there in the 49 to 65 range that's really jockeying for that that opportunity to move up. And we've seen some guys in that group trim back a little bit. Xavier Filsame was a little bit higher up um, earlier this cycle, but now sits there in that in that uh, 57 range. He had committed to Florida, and um, you know was one of those guys that else he was after too. But um, yeah, I think Deshaun McBride's rise is is not surprising um, with his with his size, his athleticism, production, all those things that check the box um, that you want to see. So um, LSU clearly got a good one there in Deshaun McBride. Got him on board early. Um, I do want to note, um, Shay, and we'll move on to the next guy here. Uh, Joel Rogers uh, did slide up a few spots overall. Um, nothing crazy, nothing to really um, you know, share as far as him being a massive riser. But when it comes to the safety position, and Charles was telling me this, that they did a deep dive on it. They like that physicality. They like his testing numbers that he has. They like that he plays offense too. He plays quarterback for West Feliciana. So they move him up a little bit. He's got a chance, I think, um, in terms of where I see him just personally, I think he's kind of a top 125, 150 range guy with the chance to maybe move up even higher. Yeah, and I think right now you saw him climb the safety rankings. He's 16 right now. He could be uh, on, on three. He could be a top 10 safety when this is all said and done. There is a realistic path with Deshaun McBride and Rogers alone for LSU to finish with two of the top 10 safeties. And I'd feel comfortable saying two of the top 15 safeties in the country. That's a perfect haul. And you got them both from Louisiana. That's exactly the recipe you want if you're LSU. No question about it. And and one prospect we haven't even talked about really, um, but he is a uh, cornerback uh, on on three, and that's Wardell Mack, um, who moved up even higher into the top 20 overall prospects. He's now the number three corner nationally, number two prospect in Louisiana behind five-star Dominic McKinley. 
I mean, LSU's kind of recruiting him at safety too. He could be like a JV and Toviano where, um, you know, we caught a little bit of flack last year for uh, having JV and Toviano, um, you know, evaluated as a safety. But lo and behold, there he is already being moved around at LSU um, despite being, you know, uh, originally um, at a, um, you know, as, as a corner for LSU, but evaluated as safety. I'm interested to see if we'll move Wardell Mack at some point over to that safety spot. Yeah, and I'm fine with him staying at corner. I think he's athletic enough to play both. Colleges like him at both. I like the Toviano comp. He could do either. There's, There are a lot of kids these days at DB who are so athletic and aren't afraid of contact and all of these things to where they can play safety or corner. And they can be a boundary corner. They can play nickel. Like There are some versatile kids now coming through high school football. And we saw it with Toviano last cycle. I think Wardell Mack had that person this cycle, especially when you consider – he plays both sides of the ball right now. He'll do return game. Like anything you want, he's just a football player. So if he can get to the field quicker at safety, he would do it. If it's corner, he'll do it. I um, I think that was one thing people are kind of overlooking right now, just because LSU does not have commitments from him and signing days a while away, that Dominic McKinley and Wardell Mack are two top 20 players on on three right now. They're from Louisiana. Obviously, LSU's in it for both of them. But if you're able to come away with those guys, that is – that's what pushes your class into top five range is when you get a Zalance heard and, you know, name another, I can't remember who it was last year. And hey, Sean uh, Shelton Sampson, yeah. uh, Shelton Sampson was a, a five-star on the composite that if you can land not one, but two guys who are five stars and from Louisiana, that's what really pushes you up. You'll handle the rest of the business, which is locking down Louisiana. We see it right now, Billy with the latest on three updates, the industry rankings now, Seven of the top 10 in Louisiana are committed to LSU. The other three are uncommitted right now, being Wardell Mack and uh, Dominic McKinley and then Tylen Singleton, the linebacker up at Manny. Um, but you're doing what you have to do there, and you're going to pop out-of-state guys. Ethan Calloway, most recently from North Carolina, top 100 guy. But if you want to really push it up to the top with potentially a five, you know a top five class, a top six class, not even counting in a guy like Colin Simmons, not even counting any out-of-state guys like Deshaun Womack a year ago. You get two in-state five stars, you'll be in that conversation. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, that's where LSU obviously has to buckle in with those guys and, and get them on board uh, to push that class up even higher. Um, LSU, by the way, did move up in uh, the rankings, the team rankings from on threes um, update. So uh, there you go, guys. Moved up from 13 to 12. Um, this is that time of year where we always get the conversation about camp. How are you ranking kids? How are you evaluating them? Well, colleges are doing it too. And the next two guys that we moved up to both 89 rank ratings, um, Kylan Billiot and Michael Turner, both committed to LSU after the month of June where they earned their offers at camp. Now they both sit there, as you see Michael Turner here, with that ability to maybe find their way into four-star range. Personally, I think Kylan Billiot has that a little bit more so um, than um, than Michael Turner, just because I don't think Turner is going to be as showcased in that John Curtis offense. Uh, but we moved both of those guys up because of how you know good they looked uh, in their camp showings when both earned offers. Yeah, and I like the move here a lot. So an 89 rating is right on the – it's the highest you can be uh, as a three-star, and, and it's really reserved for, for guys who are right on the four-star cusp that you want to see them play as seniors. You want to see how they look. Uh, beyond just what they did as juniors and then how they worked out in the summer. And I think when you look at Kylan Billiot, who was on a team, um, you know, coming out of home at Terrebonne, that just wasn't that great last year. 
Then you look at a guy like Michael Turner, who if you're on YouTube watching, this is his workout at LSU when you're in the offer. He's in that Veer offense, like you just talked about, that John Curtis. We went through this with Malachi Dupre a decade ago. Those guys aren't going to get the ball a lot in high school. So you want to have them in workouts like this where you get a feel for what they would do in your offense. And making those guys both top 10 players in Louisiana, the number one and two receivers in Louisiana, which is what they are now and on three, but also then setting up for where, hey, look, a year ago as juniors, you guys are – for instance, on Michael Turner, I think he caught 500 yards and six touchdowns. Um, you look at Kylan Biliotti, had 400 yards and four touchdowns. Those aren't blow-you-away four-star receiver numbers. They're not out there putting up 800, 1,000 yards a year. But they have the opportunity to show as a senior that they can make that jump, that they'll have better stats, that they have more production, uh, that they're really developing into really good football players before they take off for college. Um, I won't be surprised if one or not both end up four-stars. It, it won't surprise me. Yeah. And, and I think both have interesting cases to, you know, make that argument that with good senior seasons, they can end up being four-star prospects, um, just their speed, their top end speed, especially. And I, I think all the different things Kylan especially brings to the table, that would be uh, a really, really good, you know, opportunity for him to take advantage of a senior year and, and, and bump up into four-star range. Another guy who's now, I would say, squarely within striking distance. I'm intrigued to see how high he goes. Ori Williams, uh, the LSU 2024 offensive tackle target out of San Marcos, is now an 88 uh, rating on on three. He's a top 40 overall offensive tackle nationally now on on three. I think that makes on three the highest on him as well, Um, although I'll pull up his profile and, and confirm that. But uh, he's somebody that I went out and actually um, ESPN has him uh, in their on three in their uh, ESPN 300. So ESPN kind of leading the way as far as how high you have uh, Ori Williams. But after going out and seeing him in his spring game, I sent that tape over to Charles and Cody. And and look, I mean, he's a guy that checks the boxes from that length, from that um, true size that you want as an offensive tackle. He plays basketball as well for San Marcos. Um, I think he's still very raw and you see him kind of, going, you know, through some of these, um, you know, pass sets, especially during uh, against his teammates. I want to see what he does as a senior when he gets matched up against maybe some guys that uh, are a little bit higher um, caliber than, than some of his teammates are uh, in their spring game here. But if he can put that together, he might be a guy to watch for four-star watch as well. Don't be dogging the teammates, Billy. They're out there grinding, man. They're doing all they can in spring ball. I... Uh... <laughs> I'm with you. I think that Ori Williams, too, one thing to remember, and we've talked to sources about this, you talk about upside with offensive linemen, and I'll buy into Brian Kelly. If he sees upside in a kid, I'm there because I've seen what he did at Notre Dame. He knows how to recruit and develop offensive linemen. And then making the offer to Ori Williams, who at the time was really kind of just a mid-three star. They didn't have a ton of offers. They got on him. Now his recruitment's blown up a bit since then. He's got big offers in Texas, LSU, um, others have joined the mix. Florida is still trying to push for him. So he's certainly a well-known commodity now. But when we've talked to sources, like if, for instance, let's use LSU for an example. Billy, when you're in the summer, yes, there's 100 offensive tackles out there that have been recruited by Power 5 schools or you know more than that, you know whatever it might be. Well, realistically, even for an LSU, you're in on half that group. And some of them commit and go elsewhere. And when you go to reset the board in the summer, you've got a good feel for 10 guys, 12 guys that you're really either have committed or you're still in on, or you wish you could push to flip. 
And Ori Williams for LSU is ranked on the very high end of that. They think long-term he's going to be as good as some of these guys who are carrying a top 150, top 100 rating right now. So don't let the three-star here fool you. And more so than anything, I think that's on the offensive line is true because guys can just be raw, like you said, but good athlete, not a lot of bad weight, can move well. That's what Brian Kelly and Brad Davis can work with. And it's on them then, and obviously on a kid like Rory Williams, to develop. And then you've got a multi-year starter. So like a Palma Benga last cycle, like a um, even Tyree Adams last cycle, there'll be offensive tackles and offensive linemen they get that aren't the highest rank. They're not the five-star. But LSU's got a good bit of confidence that, hey, this guy fits what we're looking for, and that's Rory Williams. 100%. Uh, also a great kid, too. I don't think, I mean, you know, Brian Kelly and his staff realize just how good of a kid he is. I mean, I, I know they know it, but he's just so personable. I mean, we got to catch up with him a little bit. Uh, he's very, very just, you know, kind of like almost happy-go-lucky, and that's just kind of how he is. Um, so I, I enjoy Rory Williams just as a, as a guy, too, um, getting to know through his recruiting process. And um, he says he wants to make a decision during his senior season, and you know, my picks in on LSU. I think LSU is a clear cut favorite. I think they'd also like to get him back to campus uh, to make sure things are still in good shape because there's been some buzz that he is going to visit Florida at the end of the month. I've reached out to him to see if that's true. Um, obviously, Florida did swing Marcus Mascall away from uh, LSU. So they want to avoid that again because they really do think Ori Williams is, is one of the best offensive linemen uh, in the tackle side of things in the country. Yeah, let's give uh, the quick story here at uh, camp. Um, this man, massive, 6'7", you know, 285-pounder, comes jogging over, and he's talking, uh, and I think I had made said something to him first and said, do you know Billy? And he said, of course, a guy will drive all the way to San Marcos to see me play a three-star and video me and was joking around with us. But uh, he was very weird. Buddha, San Marcos, wherever you had to drive, uh, big old Ori Williams was very excited about it. I think it was you and then some college coaches who managed to find themselves out in San Marcos that weren't going there to go tubing, that were strictly going there for Ori Williams. Yeah, I wish I could say I floated the river, but uh, it was it was a little bit of a drive in. So maybe next time we'll get some golf in down in that area. We'll have to we'll have to plan that one because he does want to you know, make that announcement Uh at one of his games, you know, either before it or, or after it or something like that. So, um, well, there was a um, an infamous recruiting writer who uh, who went to the Six Flags pool party uh, with all of the uh, the Texas A&M recruits one time. But maybe you should go float the river with Ori Williams and get us in, an in interview. You know, the scoop. Let, let's we can do some content once if he is in fact an LSU Tiger. Get him on campus. You know, like I don't know about an NIL deal, but. You know, you see some of those ride along pieces or whatever. And yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I'm talking about. A float yeah. along with Ori Williams. A float along with Ori Williams. But let's let, let's get out of the recruitment first before I lose my job. Um, <laughs> the uh, the big news uh, of the week, though, I think on this podcast is Shay. We have a new sponsor that we're working with. This is exciting stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about bird dogs, but bird dogs are really right up my alley. I think they're right up Shay's alley, Maddie B's. We all just kind of work in very casual wear. And one, bird dogs, they bring it when it comes to these really comfortable shorts, joggers, pants. Um, and they have this like sweat wicking and really keeps you cool um, liner for most of their shorts. And I'm actually wearing mine. 
Okay, so Shay is modeling his a little bit there. Um, yeah, and and these just came in, um, and I can't be happier with them. First of all, uh, because this is just kind of my style. Yeah, you get the liner there, um, and really, they're so comfortable. And another thing I like too on them is this little zipper right here. Um, they've got a couple of them on there, and you can really just like throw keys in there you know, camera SD cards in my case, like when we're out at games or camps. Um, but we've got a new promo with them. You can get a free Yeti tumbler like Shay showed you guys from Bird Dogs when you go to their site and use either promo code uh, TIGERS or go to birddogs.com slash TIGERS uh, and get that free, free Yeti tumbler. If you go to the link birddogs.com slash TIGERS, it'll be automatically added. Trust me. I love the bird dogs. I had some other brands of shorts that I usually wore at the games, but now I'm on the bird dogs train and we think you guys will be as well. So thank you to bird dogs. Yeah. Shout out to bird dogs. Uh, they're hooking up uh, with a few on three sites that uh, we're kind of helping them out. They're helping us out. They sent us a bunch of cool gear. Um, Billy, I've already got more on the way. I know you do too, but I had heard about bird dogs a number of times, but it's almost like when you like, get a car, like a new car, which not like I'm, and I ain't here out here rolling dough. I've got a new car uh, once in my life or twice. But then all of a sudden you notice that everybody has that car. It's like that kind of initial new feeling. Yep. Right after I kind of wore the bird dogs and saw where the logos were, the grocery store, everywhere I would turn, someone was in a jacket, in a T-shirt, in a short. So um, they took off in popularity without me knowing. So I'm getting on late on the bandwagon here, but I'm on it. Yeah, so check them out. Birddogs.com slash tigers to get you your free Yeti tumbler when you order bird dogs. So Shay, we're back on the rankings train here. Do you have, and I, I put in our rundown a gripe, uh, but I don't know if that's the right word I was looking for, but do you see anyone that jumps out at you right away in terms of an LSU target, a Louisiana kid, an LSU commit that maybe should be higher, should be lower even if you want to go there? What's kind of your feel on, on some of the rankings? And I know we preference all this with saying we still have senior seasons, all-star games to go through. It's a lot more time left. I'll give a couple. We talked about Joel Rogers already. Um, just a guy who plays quarterback, plays safety, does a bit of everything. And it's kind of right inside that top 200 right now. I could see him. And I think we said he was the number 16 safety on on three. I could see him climbing into the top 10 or 12 safeties and maybe higher. I don't know. But I could see that being a range he gets into, which would make him, as you noted earlier, a top 150 prospect probably. Trade as green, their tight end, is already a top 150 prospect. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up a top 100 guy. If I'm looking around... I feel like I'm sticking to just Louisiana because I'm kind of so firm on that usually. Um, but out-of-state commitments, you've got Andre Evans. He's a top 100 guy already. You've got Ethan Calloway. He's a top 100 guy already on, on three. So I just look at what you can do kind of shuffling around in Louisiana. And I, I've i said it before. I'm, behind, I'm on the Juwan Johnson train right now. I know he's a four-star, but I think he could be a top 300 guy, someone who – could move up in the uh, the cornerback rankings. I think he's right outside the top 30 right now. I know he doesn't play corner. He plays quarterback. But 
we've seen him in camps enough and in seven on set seven settings. He's a really, really good football player. So I'm betting on him. I think he could end up being a top 300 guy. Yeah. You know, the, there's a difference of like kind of where I, I maybe have a different opinion on a kid than some of the ranking staff or whatnot. And one of them that jumps out at me is collage Cobbins at Destrahan and he's committed to LSU. He's wreaked havoc the last two years there um, at a high level, uh, just overall in terms of competition too, but his frame's kind of limited. I mean, he's six, two and a half, he's 212 pounds. Uh, he doesn't have plus length. He doesn't have incredible speed to play linebacker, especially, but he's just one of those high motor kids that always finds a way and LSU wants to use him as Harold Perkins. And I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be Harold Perkins. That's a generational athlete. I think LSU has running around doing what he's done, but I just feel like, and maybe he'll, maybe it'll happen after his senior year, but maybe just to move up into a four-star range, even high on 300, or maybe just a non on 300, because the hard thing is, is when it comes down to the NFL draft, do we see them taking somebody like that who has plus length in let's even say the top like six round rounds? It's just kind of a tough, it's a tough evaluation. He's a heck of a high school football player and could have a good career at LSU, but it's, it's a really hard one that I'm, I'm struggling with. Yeah. And the rankings obviously do project a lot towards the NFL and how you ultimately finish out your collegiate career, just because that's one way for, we've had Charles power on before to talk about this, but, that's the easiest way for them to quantify the recruiting rankings being right is match it to where these guys are projecting them three to four years down the line with Cobbins. For me, it's kind of simple. Destrahan is one of the best programs in the state. Destrahan plays at a high level. Destrahan won a state title and he was the best player on the team, arguably at least that's good enough for me. If and if LSU and Bama and a number of other teams saw it and offered him, that's good enough for me there as well. So I do like Cobbins a good bit. I don't know if he's a day one guy, obviously, but someone that you can bring in the program, he develops and then he finds a spot to which uh, kind of really allows him to flourish. Uh, I'll also say, Billy, that I have heard um, now, gosh, probably two or three. I'm assuming every school's doing this, though. Uh, but their linebackers or their coaches on defense are pitching to linebackers. We're going to use you in a Harold Perkins role. It's almost like that's the new pitch to a linebacker, no matter which school you're at is, Hey, you see how LSU uses Harold Perkins. That's what we want you for. Um, it's tough to then realize that Perkins has generational once in a decade type linebacker athleticism and instincts. You also need those to be Harold Perkins. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we talked about it a little bit, but that's, I mean, that's how Harold Perkins got on the field. I mean, he just, he was that good of an athlete that they just said, okay, fine, just go, go get after the quarterback. Um, and we'll figure out the rest of it as we go. And, um, so I'm, I'm a collage Cobbins fan. I'm also, uh, interested to see if Devon keys can move up a little bit, um, uh, when it comes to a, a guy who is out of state, maybe that can move up. I saw him working out, um, alongside Damone Clark, actually, actually, um, last week I went out to their workout up here in Dallas. Um, and, and look, I mean, Devon keys, he's about six foot, little over six foot, about 205 pounds or so, maybe a little heavier than that. Damone Clark, you know, measuring in around six, three to two thirty when he got out of LSU. Um, he's somebody that lives in the weight room. He comes from a top program in Alito. Um, I think he's, he has plus length compared to, you know, obviously his body and height and things like that, which is good. 
Um, he's tested fairly well. I just I want to see a little bit more quickness out of him as a senior in terms of what I would be looking for if I was on the rankings team. Um, but you're looking at a guy who plays both ways too. Um, I think in terms of maybe him earning his fourth star, uh, that's a guy potentially to circle. I know uh, Matt House and the Tigers are high on him. Um, and and he's one of those kids that just kind of is built a little differently as far as a mindset goes. He's always working. He's a power lifter too, ran track um, and, and kind of did it all this summer. So uh, he would be one of my out-of-state picks um, as far as the commits go that could move up too. I, uh, I'll give a non-commit, but someone that LSU fans hope does commit. I think Caden Durham could be one that when it's all settled, like right now I think everybody just thinks of Caden Durham as one of the elite running backs in the country. Well, his actual ranking is just outside the top 100 and number 10 running back in the country. If he goes out and puts that speed on display that he did in Texas track all offseason on a Duncanville team that may not lose a game, is going to be playing a lot of high-profile games, is going to be playing well into December or whenever the playoffs are and in, in wrap up in, uh, in the state of Texas, that you could look at it when it's all said and done, and he could be the number five running back in the country. You know, I don't know the lay of the land with all 10 running backs, but that combination of size, speed, production, if he does that again for what could be the best, if not one of the best high school teams in the country, I'd have to think he's a top 100 prospect at the least, if not moving up more into the, the running back rankings higher than 10. Yeah, Caden Durham sits there at 10 for on three. Um, you look at that that group, there's some quality running backs um, and also some in Texas. You know, Caden Durham is very, very good. Um, he sits as the number two running back in Texas behind uh, or number three running back in Texas right now behind Taylor Tatum um, and um, uh, uh, Kedron Young. He's committed to Notre Dame. Um, I, I feel like Caden is, I mean, he's kind of like Clyde in a sense. I mean, just in terms of that, first of all, compact build. Um, I don't know what he runs in terms of the shuttle. I know Clyde was like right around a four flat um, or maybe even a little lower. Was he like three, three, nine or something like that? But um, it, Clyde was like a, a sick tester. I think he was like 34 inch bird or something too, as a senior and a, uh, high four four, but um, I think Caden kind of is that that similar type of prospect athletically, at least, and that's that's good enough for me too. I think in in twenty twenty four, it's a smart move to go, you know, Caden Durham or bust. I mean, he's that good. Uh, he was very very productive uh, for Duncanville. I'll go one more here, and then we'll we'll let everybody go. But I I, I think Kai Bates um, and another one that LSU fans hope they get. I love Kai Bates. I I think he's got a chance to be a really steady multi-year starter at the power five level um we have him now we're actually the second lowest on him right um espn has him a little lower um but i just love his size i don't know his length um which is something that maybe um the rankings team is is looking at as well um but when you look at six two i think he carries 180 really well i saw him at under armor orlando and i thought he was like 205 so however he's carrying it uh it, it, it looks pretty good. Um, and you've seen his offer list and schools after him explode. So I really like Kai Bates. I, I think he could be a top 100 type prospect once all said and done. This is setting up for a lot of guys who LSU are going to finish with are the highest ranked guys that are going to end up in the class, which makes it entertaining. It's going to be a fun five months till signing day. Yep. Uh, I, I will say this out of the last few years, I think what, when we entered the fall last year, for example, what was it? 
Pimpton we were watching, maybe, not yet. I think he got offered in October or late September. Um, Desmond Ricks, JV and Toviano. Yeah. It, and then yeah. during the season, they they offered and flipped Braithwaite and Dylan Carpenter. Yep. And then DJ Chester jumped on board. I think this is, but, but like, DJ, yeah, it, it, I think this is much more intriguing this year in terms of how LSU could finish. They're also kind of hanging around with some high-end prospects. Colin Simmons, too. I mean, it, it's uh, it's going to be very, very interesting, which is really what recruiting is overall. Five months till signing day. A lot of action to go. Yep. So be sure to be with us at thebengaltiger.com. Get your free Founders Club hat. I just helped a couple of guys uh, get fresh ones. They couldn't figure it out, but it is you know fairly easy. Just check out the instructions. Um, some people have different kind of browsers issues or whatever, but um, you can check out the instructions on the board or DM us, whatever. Get your free Founders Club hat um, and uh, check it out at thebengaltiger.com. We're one of the top sites on on three in terms of subscribers um and also um a quick reminder guys you can go to big game usa use promo code be on three another cool new partner and get the official game ball for lsu football this fall so check it out um you get free shipping get 10 percent off there be on three and uh we appreciate you guys supporting big game usa garrett nussmeyer Jaden daniels all helped kind of design that ball for uh, lsu this year joe burrows on the wall in there and uh, they have two LSU alums uh, running it, um, their their whole equipment department there. So pretty cool stuff. Shay, anything else? Nothing. All right. I'm not trying to get wrapped up in a deflate gate here. <laughs> yeah. We got some trusted LSU guys running this. Look, look, I mean, this one, I mean, you've got the uh, these extra oh, laces. Nice stitching. Yeah. So that that actually is like a customizable thing that some quarterbacks like. Some quarterbacks like it all the way around. So. Yeah, they've got Burrow right there on the wall when you walk in, you know, playing with their ball. So, and he came in and designed his. So, um, check them out. Get them right in time for football season. Yeah, from footballs to clothes, we have you completely covered on this podcast. Yeah, yeah you can look good throwing around the LSU football in the yard or, or at the tailgate. So, um, we'll be back with another edition of the podcast this week. Uh, so, be sure to hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel or wherever you check out the Bengal Tiger podcast. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. Check out birddogs.com slash tigers, and uh, we'll catch you next time.